Welcome to the Field of 12 College Football After Dark Show. I'm George Whitfield, quarterback guru. As the nerds say, I'm joined by two big-time college quarterbacks from two big-time winning programs today. First, welcome to the show, Mr. Razorback Clint Sterner. I know you guys are rocking and rolling down there. And also our resident uh, co-pilot, Mr. Baylor football, Bryce Petty. Fellas, welcome. Let's jump right now. Let's jump into it. Yes, we just watched uh, the Sooners paid with exact change to get past the West <laughs> team that Maryland beat by a couple of touchdowns. But we're going to pay homage to Mr. Sterner and uh, the the up-and-comer in the SEC, Arkansas <laughs> Razorbacks. Clint, I'm going straight to you. The Razorbacks, 2-0 versus the state of Texas. They're two biggest teams in the state of Texas. They beat up both of them. Like, like what's the heartbeat down there right now? Well, it's it's one. That's for damn sure. They're they're all together, man. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a couple of big time wins for this for that program. Obviously, with Sam Pittman, uh, you know, two games two years ago, three games last year. Um, you know, not real high expectations this year. Whatever wherever those expectations are, I tell you what, man, they've been exceeded because it's it's absolutely huge in Arkansas uh, to be able to recruit in the state of Texas. And there's no easier way to get to a point where you can recruit against Texas and recruit against Baylor and recruit against A&M and TCU and all these monsters that are in the state than to go out there and beat the two and biggest beat programs in the state, baby. So, um, you look, look we're, we're riding high right now. It's early in the season, but we're riding high and definitely enjoying the last 14 days. That's for damn sure. And, and uh, honestly, we, we'll come back to the toast. We'll come back to the toast for you at home. Obviously, we want to hear from you, uh, all the fans. If you're wrapping up tailgate, if you're at the bar now, if you're with your all your homegirls and you're chilling, we want to hear from you. You can shoot us your questions. Uh, the field of twelve, uh, buzz the questions. You can hit the retweets, and we want to get you guys in. Bryce Petty. I know this game meant a lot to you because somebody calling the game means a lot to you. And Coach Bryles, first he did it against the Longhorns four quarters, and they really couldn't be touched. And he has a really unique player at quarterback in K.J. Jefferson. Then you see them down here tonight in Dallas, and they go up against, I think, one of the best big game coaches in America in Jimbo Fisher, and he gets him again. Where are we right now with the Razorbacks and Coach Bryles, and what did you see from his his play calling, and what did you – is this what you predicted? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, to Clint's point, man, I think I think these guys just needed to see it on the field. You know, the, the state of Arkansas is ready to rally every year, and, and that's a beautiful thing. I can say that because I'm from it, right? Cabot, Arkansas, first through ninth grade. Woo-woo. Tell them about and, it. Tell them about it. There's nothing better in, in that state when the Hogs are winning. And and right now, I think they got, uh, you know, I think they got the SEC right where they want them. Uh, and, I, and I think they have that locker room right where they want it, too. So Coach KB has those guys bought in. Uh, my man, KJ Jefferson, looking like a, a – I can't even say a smaller Cam Newton. I mean, that dude looks – the, just a man child up there. Um, and he's finally starting to get some touch, man. He had that that long throw down the sidelines. He set his feet, and it was a flick. Um, that kind of stuff. And I was talking, actually, to Coach Bryles a few months, uh, really a few weeks ago, right before the season started, and, uh, you know, had a lot of good things to say about what KB was telling him about KJ Jefferson. So I, I'm really excited to see um, them just put it together, but just continue to let this train keep going. Just it's it's stacking wins, it's stacking production. Um, if you buy into that system that KB has uh, and, and Sam Pittman and, and that leadership, um, good things happen. So I'm really excited to see uh, you know what they do the rest of the year. So let's guys, talk about the rest of the year. Go ahead, Clint. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean I just I, I thought going into that game, guys, it was it was a. It was a narrative-changing game, right? Either way it went. You know, Texas A&M, it was, it was going to put them in a, in a spot where they were 4-0. They had finally convincingly beat a, a good football team, and they were really a contender, right? And if Arkansas won, then obviously A&M was a pretender from Jump Street, and Arkansas was kind of arriving, and the narrative around that program of just being a bottom-half program 
was going to change. And so it was a huge game either way, regardless of who won. But but that, that was a narrative change. One of, them, one of them games that gets a coaching extension, if you know what I mean. I mean, it, it was a no, no game, question. Monster game. No question. So here we see the stats. Let me touch base on the AM piece right there, Clint. In, in defense of AM, they are going to continue to win games. That's a real win for your Razorbacks. That's a real win. AM may not be tested again until they have to come up against Bama. Maybe. I mean, they're well coached. They got all kind of monsters over there in that sideline. They're just young at quarterback. They, their starter was young. He gets knocked out with a broken foot. Now they got another young starter back there. It's just difficult. But I think you got to, A&M, you got to respect how big of a win it is because how big of an opponent they are. And you got to give Arkansas their due. They knocked out a real one, in my opinion. Uh, like, like, I don't know what, like, do you guys feel like that? Or do you really think that A&M was a pretender? Mm, I, I mean, but my, my, my the jury's out for me. I, I still, I, you know, A and M hasn't proven anything to me this year, and and they, you know, I think a lot of that was just on the the backside of last year. I mean, look, they've got a defense that is what it is. They show it tonight, right? Right. And the thing I also love too about what the Razorbacks did today is is you can do it multiple ways, right? You can put up fifty on somebody, or you can put up twenty and play defense. And right now, I think Razorback defense, man is, yeah. dude, they are downhill. Clay. Right, right. They, 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 guys, they, they just ain't, I mean, but look, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I had a mosquito. I wasn't dismissing you. Oh, okay. But no, hey, hey, hey but let, let's be honest, though, guys. I mean, if, if you're going to be a contender, if you're going to be a contender, you better have some dogs on the offensive line, and they don't. They 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 don't care who's quarterbacking. They they don't have they, they had to replace four starters this year, and and they replaced them with guys that might be talented down the road, but they're not very good up front on offense. I mean, I'd like to sit here and tell you how Arkansas is unbelievable. I mean, they're good, but but A and M had holes on the offensive line. Let's not put it all on that yep. young quarterback. Yeah, and then right. when you talk about all I've heard is oh everybody's got they got nine returning starters and they got everybody that's NFL caliber guys, and today. A bunch of dudes in Arkansas uniforms, the 11 on defense, outplayed their 11 on defense, and their 11 on defense was supposed to be all world. So let's yeah. be honest here, man. And this ain't this but, ain't this where's it, where's it at? This that ain't this hog talking right here. That's real talk. <laughs> but Clint, in, in in that honesty, Clint, in all that honesty, and I agree with everything you said. Pretending titles to me might belong more in Norman, Oklahoma. They might belong more in Clemson. <laughs> South Carolina. AM, as you said, replacing four offensive linemen. And you gonna come back into the jungle, which is the SEC West, with four brand new kids up front. That to me says young. Pretender says all this hype, you did not match the hype. Young is young. Young to me Fair. is just young. You're just young. That that's all it is. Hey, while we're here, again, I just want to touch base again. We want to hear from you. There's already a whole bunch of hog traffic on right now on uh, on the stream. We ain't gonna be able to touch base enough. I got uh, I got old lady sending Clint right now cases of of, of liqueur. Look at the love right now for Arkansas. So real quick, we want to pay homage to uh, to 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 a, a tradition. Yes, it's only been a couple of weeks, but it is what it is. It's a tradition for us. First of all, we do a toast. So if you have something to sip, please grab it. Join us. We, we This is where we sit. We chop up the evening. We go over college football, wherever you may be. Uh, our first toast. Clint, welcome to the show, first of all, sir. Clint, and he's got his own. He's probably got six other shows, but he's got another one that's our related show. Our first toast is to the godfather the reigning godfather of college football we saw you today sir we love seeing you coach corso doing your thing today in chicago we uh we toast to you sir now we're going to turn uh our our toast and i'm again i'm going to start with uh with our our resident guest mr sterner mr razorback your turn to toast sir well i'm glad you came to me first brother because this is uh <laughs> 
this is a big day for me, man. This is a big, you know, I'm living in Texas. I'm from Texas. I played at Arkansas. I moved back to Texas. My wife's a Longhorn. We, we whooped their ass a, a couple weeks ago. And and now we got A&M today. So I hate to be the guy that on my first toast, I take it straight to my to my heart. But uh, but uh, to hell with it. I'm going to do it. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> K, my man, K.J. Jefferson. My man, K.J. Jefferson. He had a good game. There's still a lot of – to me, there's some holes in his game that's got to be fixed if they're going to beat some some really, really, really good defenses consistently. We'll talk about that later. But my man stomps a mud hole in A&M's ass in the first half and goes up 17-3, comes out early in the third and, and takes a little injury and has to sit the third quarter. And he comes back in the fourth quarter and puts him to sleep. <laughs> Say it. This right here. This right here. This is my man, Toast. To my man KJ Jefferson, number one. I see you, brother. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. How was that for my first toast, fellas? How was hey, that, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. It, it, it was just what the doctor ordered. It's just what the people asked for. It's just what Razor Bot Nation was going back Razor and forth Bach. with. We'll take Razor that too, Bach. baby. We'll back, Bach, whatever the hell you want, baby. Uh, whatever you're going to call. <laughs> just call them, Bach. Just, sure <laughs> hey. just talk about us. Bryce Petty. Hey, I love I love it. I'm actually I'm I'm myself gonna stay in the state of Texas. Uh, I'm going to do my toast to head coach of the SMU Stang, Sonny Dykes, taking them boys to Fort Worth, a little flat iron skillet bowl uh trophy. Sonny Dykes, you got something brewing down there in Dallas, man. Congratulations on the day. Wow. Toast to you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Way to lead them stangs, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take mine. We're going to go to the East Coast, to the Mid-Atlantic. We're all watching games today, and there's going to be a whole lot of highlights that will be played come tonight, tomorrow, and everything else. But as week four in this season lives, one youngster will live forever. And we'll actually hear about him later with Bryce Petty, Mr. Devin Carter, uh, hero, yeah, like, yeah. Like, the, like the, the, the man right now, NC State, Wolfpack, Devin Carter, sophomore wide receiver. He threw the last dagger to take out a dragon that was already looked like it was already stumbling, but you still got to take him out. Mr. Carter, sir, mm. toast to you, sir. Toast to you. Hey, De- Devin, here's to not sleeping in the dorm tonight, brother. No! <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I love it. The dorms, sir. The dorms. All right. So before we move on, uh, can I let you guys know a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook? If you haven't signed up at Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering a two hundred and fifty dollar match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable than ever before. When the football season kicks off, get in on the action by going to BetRivers.com today or by downloading it on your iOS app. Must be 21 years old or older, have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And, yeah, I know some gamblers might have taken it in teeth going after some of the five families. Let's hop into that first, gentlemen. Let's go up to, to uh, uh, Chicago. Honestly, let's, let's touch base on this Oklahoma game right now. Let's go to the Oklahoma game. Everybody just, just joining us. We, you know, we come on after the primetime game. I know Clint said he was traveling today and he was watching the game. Bryce, you and I were nerding out watching the game. The Sooners. Yes, they're one of the five families. Uh, highly regarded, highly regarded head coach, play caller, etc. A Heisman Trophy front runner. If anybody was ever really kind of given the trophy before the season started, probably it was this year. Good reason, not good reason. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But this is the fourth straight week. They did not look like a superpower. They, I, I still contend they play to the level of their competition. And it took a field goal with two seconds left to beat a team in West Virginia that Maryland beat soundly by two or three touchdowns the week before. Bryce Petty, when you're watching this Sooner team, and I know they're close to you and, and you've known players and coaches part of this program for years, 
when are we going to see them stand up straight or is this them? Mm, I, I think you've said it before. I mean, we talked about pretending and contending, and and I think this is a, a pretender team, to be totally honest with you, man. I think that everything that, again, that we heard preseason, Alex Grinch, best defense that he's had in his tenure there, uh, again, to your point, walking out with the Heisman uh, before the season even starts, um, as talented as he is, I just – I feel like he's already predetermining where he's going with the football, and as as you know, we know on this, on this podcast and – in, uh, in this room, you can't do that. And so he's not playing, uh, you know, Spencer Rattler, that is. He's not playing, uh, allowing the game come to him or coming to him. And and the other thing, too, play calling is very interesting this year, watching Lincoln Riley, because they've been they've been run heavy, run heavy, run first. Um, they've had some QBs to, to play in that game as well. And I know Spencer's game's a little bit different uh, than Tyler Murray, the Jalen Hurts, even a little bit of the Baker Mayfields. Um, but we're just not seeing the same team. And I, I, you know, what's going on in Norman is an identity crisis. I think to the nth degree, they're going to where they're at, where they're at. The the home crowd is not only booing, they are chanting for their backup QB to come in, which is just, man, what do you, what do you do in that situation right there? If you're Lincoln Riley, are we, you know, it's starting to put some, some things out there uh in in doubt mode and uh these it's it is it's it's not crisis mode yet um they still get it done but at the same time this is not uh to your favorite term uh george a dragon by any means no sir no sir clint about this dragon if if we dissect this dragon there you see the numbers look at daggy real economical efficient for what west virginia needed and then just at its face, 26 completions for 250 yards for Spencer, but a touchdown, and they only scored 16 points. Clint, when we dissect this dragon that it's been labeled already, is it the men wearing the helmet and shoulder pads? Is it the men wearing the visors? Or is the problem all of us because we keep calling them a dragon, looking at them like they're a dragon, and bringing all that recent history and legacy to this ball club, who is it on, really, if we're going to break it down? Who is it on? Well, look, I look, it ain't on us. That's for damn sure. I look, I look at, I look at, at who Oklahoma is. They're, they're, the, they're Alabama. They're Clemson. They're one of the big boys. I mean, so right. it ain't on us. We expect them to be good every year. They, they, they've set that expect, expectation. They've moved. They've raised the bar to that level. So, hell, it ain't on us. And then I, I look at Lincoln Riley on the sideline. Lincoln Riley's done it with 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 every kind of quarterback from every corner of the earth. I mean, he he's done it. He's been there. I have a really hard time putting it on the coaches. I'm not a big air raid guy. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm old school. I, I'm I'm pro style. I don't like the air raid mentality of of taking so much risk with the football so often and then get mad when it don't work against better talent. Like I, that whole thing. That's another conversation. This Tell us how you the question. Hey, hey, the question in Oklahoma, you're going to get how I feel. One thing with me, with George, you ain't got to worry. You ain't got to worry about what I'm thinking. You ain't never going to wonder, like, I wonder what you're thinking. <laughs> hey, hey, here's the deal. Here's the deal is I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about Spencer Rattler, right? Because Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's taking three straight transfers, fellas. And guess what? All three of them were super alphas, right? Yep. All transfers. None of them were Lincoln Riley's guys. So what's the one thing that Lincoln Riley has not done since he's been great, right? Since since he's taken over the program and they've kicked everybody's ass, right? Raised a homegrown recruit. Bingo. Raised this is his yeah. first one. This is his first one. And now what do you got? You got a guy that I don't know. What, I don't know the details. Y'all may know. Hell, you tell me if you know. I don't know the details. But it strikes me as a guy that ha- doesn't have the intangible – to take over an organization, to, uh, organization. I'm covering this damn NFL on, uh, throughout the week. Got me talking <laughs> organizations, program. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fan base, all that stuff. Like I question, and I don't. And I, it's a kid. I get it. It's a young quarterback. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just in my mind. I sit there and go, if if dude was a super alpha like the rest of the guys were, one, it wouldn't matter who the hell's booing. Two, he'd take this thing over and scoring 16 points against West Virginia wouldn't be a problem. I have a hard time looking anywhere other than the quarterback in this particular situation. And it's not his God-given ability. I guarantee you that because my man can spin it around the park. He he really can, though. So go with that then, Bryce. And to Clint's point, he has grown up since high school. He's grown up in college 
in Norman. We haven't even seen a homegrown quarterback as a Sooner in years. The rest of them just happen to all be starting in the NFL. All three of them, starters in the NFL, killers in the NFL. And here comes Rattler, more known than them, more hyped than them. Some would say mm. more all around than them. And we're just barely, like, they're paying exact change at every toll. They're barely getting by on some of these programs. That we, we watched the opener. It was Tulsa or Tulane barely getting by. It was a barroom brawl. How is it not a one-shot knockout and you're enjoying the rest of the afternoon? Tonight, a field goal to be at a West Virginia program. And you're talking about the SEC and the Big Ten heavyweights mm. when you're in the playoffs? But to the quarterback's point and to Clint's point, Rattler, I think we all love him, but when you're watching him, he's watched great players. He's, he was a freshman with Kyler. He watched behind Jalen. You were an apprentice to some real dudes, and you got a great play caller who calls green grass plays. And to Clint's point, with all the wide openness, you got better talent than anybody else except for maybe maybe two other locker rooms, maybe. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting point. I'll tell you what. And what's what's more fascinating about it is none of those jokers y'all talked about before that were in the QB room had a camera following them around when they were 16, 17. Nope. This this whole world that we've gotten into of of your your famous before you even touch the field. And it, it, you don't just walk out there and play and be successful. And so the other thing about being an alpha, man, you have it. That's that's an eight. Right. It's in you. But it, it comes from being hit in the mouth and getting back up. That yep. experience, that experience of knowing, hey man, get you, you either get behind me or you're in my way. That that yep. whole world, if you don't have adversity to know when to bring that part out of you, and everything's just been handed to you, you ain't an alpha yet. Alpha to me is is learned. Alpha to me is experience. That's when I know, hey, I'm I'm following Clint on this thing right here, right? So so this this cat hasn't had any type of of, of that that world in him or that life experience yet. He's getting it right now. So what I want to see is what happens next week. All this all this BS about um, really who the who the room was that he was in the last couple of years. It's your room now. So to me. That's it's a little bit on Lincoln. It's a little bit on Lincoln because there needs to be a sense of urgency here. To your point, George, with Tulane barely getting out of there, Nebraska barely getting out of there. Now West Virginia. Now, granted, they just knocked off Virginia Tech at home. It was number fifteen, coming off a, yep. a big win in North Carolina. So there was some momentum going in in, in the Hokie Land there, or really coming into Morgantown. So there was a lot of hype around this game. But at the same time, you have to take care of business. You have to take care of business in terms of the production on the field as an offense that's directly from Lincoln Riley so a little bit of that is on is on Spencer Riley or Rattler for sure to me man I look right it's it's Lincoln Riley has to get in that locker room tomorrow and be like look man I don't know what you guys got you know thought that was going to happen just because we were number two you know uh preseason that you don't just walk out there and win real quick before we before we roll out of this game and I want to go to Clinton. Bryce, I want to get your thoughts. Rattler calls you guys tonight. He calls you both. He says, man, you guys have both done it. You've both been in big-time conferences. You both, you've been cheered. You've been jeered. You've been booed. You've been the hero. You've been this, that, the other. What do you tell him tonight in regards to his own home crowd calling for the number two quarterback and just for the fans at home this isn't your normal backup call for a quarterback caleb caleb williams from washington dc is a number one recruit a year or two ago he is one of the 10 best college quarterbacks in america right now he is one of the 10 best quarterbacks oklahoma just happens to have two of them in their quarterback room just so you know the source of what those fans are crying for and they may not even know it themselves but what do you tell him, Clint? What do you tell him, Bryce? Because to me, in my heart, I'm watching that and I'm thinking, boy, either he's going to put on a dark Vader mask and use his own crowd as a chip on his shoulder and try to burn through the season and resent them or let it roll off his back, get back about business and try to go get better. What do you tell him, Clint, about how it played out tonight? Well, he's got big problems if, if that's bothering him, in my opinion, right? I mean, if, if that's bothering him, that is the exact problem that we're dealing with. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down with him and say, look, it's one thing to hear it, right? I've been booed before, right? I, I heard I heard it when I was booed, yeah. 
but but I it didn't it when I went to practice on Monday I wasn't thinking about getting booed. So if you're thinking about getting booed, one you need you need to get your head in the right place, right? Your head space is not good if if that is if that's bothering you. If that's if that is it's one thing to bother you in the moment, but if that's bothering you Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, then then we've got problems and we need to really sit down and and, and check on some things. The only guys that matter are the guys in the locker room. Here, yep. guys, coach speak. And look, I hate when people say, "Oh, that's coach speak." That um, coach speak is coach speak because that shit works. I mean, because it's real. <laughs> I mean, that that's what that's I mean. Right. That's what coach speak is, right? That's the right. only thing that matters is the dudes in the locker room. And if your dudes believe in you, you got to play better. But if your dudes believe in you, then everything will be fine. And by the way, you ain't got no control of that dude behind you. You nope. ain't got no control. Of, he's a monster. And guess what? If he wasn't here, we'd bring another one in, and you'd have another yep. monster behind you. So if yep. you play well, you play well, you ain't got nothing to worry about. So you Correct. worry about you don't – them fans, the same fans up there booing you, that they ain't never booed a loser. Yeah. They're booing you because the expectations are through the roof. You start kicking ass, mm-hmm. they'll start they'll start paying you to, to, to represent their product and wear their polo T-shirts with their logos on it again. <laughs> don't worry Man. about all that. I'm don't ready to go about all that. Come on, let's go. Boy. I'm ready to go let's play go. right now. Come on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I'm not taking I'm not taking anything away from that. All I want to add to it, just like Clint said, man, I'm taking out the rear view mirror. I'm taking out the side mirrors. It is only the straight and narrow. I'm turning this damn thing off. Which Clint, I know that you didn't have these as much of an issue when you were playing. That shit makes it relevant Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you look yeah. on social media and you're sucking. It'll you, live. To your oh, buddy, and I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. to your point, they don't boo a loser. They they do boo people that lose, and they will let you know. Every little couch quarterback on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that's sitting in his mom's basement right now is telling that dude, "Hey, Spencer, this is what I would tell you." You know, and that's what's hard. That's what's hard about the day and age that these kids live in. But what I will say that I that I absolutely love that you said it is about those guys in the locker room. I'll I'll just well, before hey, we jump. Hey, to hey, hang on, hang on, George. For, for the record, that, that, hey, B, they ain't never booed a loser. That means your ass ain't a loser. They're booing you because you can kick ass and you can win, right? You I should mean, that's, be. That's you should I'm be. From, is, yeah, is, 100%. 100%. They're you because you're a baller. Yeah, yeah. Get no, your, that's a, it's a great point, man. Get your stuff together. Yeah. So yeah. Here's and if the, you can't handle expectations and get out the room. Here's Come the on. killer part to the, to the, the psychology of what we're talking about, uh, especially you and I, Clint, we're older. Bryce just – really just took his helmet off the these so like we didn't have these then and i'm talking about twitter and social media and any joe in his basement being able to reach out to you one of my really good buddies he's now the quarterback coach for the dolphins is charlie fry when he was coaching at florida i I touch base with guys all the time and i said what's is there anything that you got to like tackle that you didn't expect to he goes yeah when the game's over, or sometimes during halftime, you got guys with their helmets on at their lockers checking Twitter to see what's said about them. He said, as as big and tough and built up as these dudes are, right? They're they're like Dothraki. They still come in and they care about what Sam and Kevin and 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 Trayvon said about him on the last drive. And it really does eat at him. So we're going to find out uh, who Rattler is and really about who the Sooners are because this resume, uh, like, like, it's going to wind up being must-see TV for all the wrong reasons. Let's go up to Chicago now, uh, the, the most celebrated game of the day. We, we watched, like, a, heavy, a heavyweight struggling with a, with a middleweight, a great middleweight today with Oklahoma, West Virginia. Two kind of like plodding heavyweights today, Notre Dame and Wisconsin. The Irish throw a flurry in the fourth quarter and lay them out. It didn't look like that the whole game, but they wind up coming through. And Brian Kelly ends up being the all-time winningest uh, coach at America's most storied college program. So can we take a toast, gentlemen, to to Brian Mm. Kelly, number win 106, Edging out Newt Rockney, Coach Kelly, all the respect in the world, sir. Uh, Clint, what just don't just don't execute your kids. You say it again. <laughs> so just don't execute your kids. 
That, that, that dude's uh, a little much for me. I'll, I'll toast it, but he's a little much for me. But go ahead. Go ahead with the question. So, so I, I, was, I was stuck there for a second, Bryce. Bryce, we start with you. Brian Kelly, the Irish, they're in the middle of a tough stretch. They're in the middle of a tough stretch. Next week, they have the fighting Bryce Petty. Cincinnati's coming mm. into town. Then they turn around and they play Virginia Tech. Then they still um, they got they have an uphill battle and they're chopping through it. Um, what was your takeaway today from from watching the Irish and in, in Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I mean, shoot, man, I didn't watch them much. I only watch what I what's coming down the stretch. To your point, right? And and right now, this is and I know we have a segment about buy sell. I'm I'm selling the whole ACC. So this is a really interesting uh, situation they find themselves in. Um, they've got Cincinnati coming to uh, to South Bend next week, and that's going to be a game that I'm definitely going to sit down and watch because it's kind of Jekyll and Hyde, right? I mean, you're either getting executed or you're getting praised in Gatorade bath or whatever. Um, I, I, you know, look, Notre Dame is is in every conversation for the national championship every year because of the way that they can recruit. You know, Chip Kelly. Like you just mentioned, I mean, 106 wins. You can say everything you want about off the field stuff. The guy wins ball games, um, but this this schedule is really setting them up to. And, and what we've seen now with the Clemsons and the Ohio States and everything else is setting them up to kind of be a, a player now. And so this this really rides on this week, you know, coming up with Cincinnati, and, and I'm really excited about it. Clint, are the Irish for real? Did, did we learn enough about them today to go ahead and pencil them in in the college football playoff? There you see the graphic. Dagan Hughes just threw that up. Solid work out of the transfer. Uh, Jack Cohn coming in. Revenge game for him. Then you look at his, his counterpart and the quarterback they chose. That's the guy she chose to replace you with. Graham Mertz with four interceptions. Clint, did we learn enough about the Irish to go ahead and with a light pencil them in for the college football playoffs yet? Uh, well, I mean, look, you, you can always light pencil in that logo. I mean, you, you, you can bet that that brand in Notre Dame, the Golden Dome, they're going to be there. I mean, they're going to be in the conversation. If they're flirting with, with four, they're going to get four. You know what I mean? That's just <laughs> they want that brand on TV any way you slice it. So that is going to be there. But not, not for me, man. I, look, I thought FSU, I thought Florida State was, was going to be I, – I, I thought, hey, man, College football is great when Texas is good and when Florida State is good, baby. And I thought after, after that first week when Florida State took Notre Dame to the wire, I thought, hey, man, this is great for college uh-huh. football. No, And now we look at it in the, in, in the review. Ray, I forgot like, about oh, that. That was years man. ago. Florida State oh. and Notre Dame went down to a field goal. Yeah, wow. and so I look, look, man. For, so for me on that, I didn't see enough, man. I, I I didn't see enough today to pencil them into the college football playoffs. I I need a lot more uh, out of them to to even pencil them in. But we all know that if they handle their business and don't lose more than one game this year, that they're going to be in the conversation for four. Uh, before we keep going, we got an interview with NC State hero Devin Carter, wide receiver, superhero at NC State. Devin, I hope. I hope you're into something fantastic on campus, you and your buddies right now. He ain't uh, on campus. Your... He, he ain't on campus, George. <laughs> he ain't on campus. Uh-uh, no, sir. No, nah, he's he's riding one of those bird scooters. No, he's riding one of those bird scooters right through the frat row. Right through sorority row he's going through there. I hope he's got the Wolfpack hoodie on and some slides. Go forward, sir. Forward, sir. Forward. Forward. Uh, before we go to him, And Bryce Petty's interview with him about the knockout blow they had against Clemson today. I just want to let you guys know about the Field of 12 Media, a brand new podcast and digital media network covering college football by the people that know it best. Brought to you by Future Shop Productions, the folks behind the Field of 68. The Field of 12 gives you insight into the game we all love by the people that have lived it. Trevor Knight and Bryce Petty cover the Big 12 Max Starks and Mr. Razorback Clint Sterner own the SEC. We have Harry Douglas and Cody Sensabaugh in the ACC. Christian Hackenberg joins Joshua Perry to break down the Big Ten. And Mr. Yogi Roth and Ted Robinson have the Big 12 on lock. And, of course, we'll be here every Saturday night. Grab your drinks. Make sure they're cold. Check the links below to find the rest of our shows. The Field of 12 where college football happens. Fellas. Now can we ease on over? We had a knockout today, and we just talked about it, and Bryce is going to go over the 
the the overhand right that brought it. Florida State, Clint, you uh, sorry, shoot, Florida State, Clemson, which which just got knocked out, and Florida State just knocked out Notre Dame. I'm still in that ACC headspace. The the Clemson Tigers, and Clint, when we started the year out, myself and Bryce and Hackenberg, we looked at the preseason odds and Dagan if you could find those could you put them back up we looked at the preseason odds Vegas says there's really only five programs that have a shot at the national championship and the drop off from five to six was the Grand Canyon so we called those five basically the five families right the five families go all the way back to the mob days well they're getting they're getting drug out in the street they're getting raided right now all of them, except for the Roman Army and the Bulldogs. The other three have all taken on catastrophic, like, blows. You watch Clemson today, and we've heard about them all offseason, and rightfully so. And you said something that's key to me. They set the expectation. They got their heir apparent to Trevor Lawrence. He already won a game last year at Notre Dame. He put on 400-plus yards last year in his first wire-to-wire game in DJ Ungalele. They got all these rock stars. Five stars walking past five stars, dapping up five stars, saying what's <laughs> up to five stars. It's all five stars in there. And today they get knocked out against NC State. Solid program. All of Wolfpack. They got knocked out. They already got knocked out by Georgia. And they're already in the weakest position of all the five families with respect to Oklahoma coming out of the Big 12. What do we make of Clemson? We make we make uh, opportunities for others is what we do. I mean, I, I, look, I, I, I think I think everything you're ta- everything you're talking about. I, look, I'm looking at the rankings right now, man. You got Oklahoma; they're a pretender. You, you got Iowa, who got who got flirted with today. You got yep. Texas A&M, who got that ass whooped today. You got Clemson. <laughs> you got Ohio State that nobody knows what the hell they're going to do. I mean, who? I think the, the the moral of the story about Clemson is that, man, you, you this, this thing's wide open. We got new blood. There is a chance there's going to be new blood, definitely going to be yep. new blood in the conversation, but there's yep. going to be new blood at the end of the year in this college football playoff talk, which we all know, by the way, Bryce, we all know that, boy, you let – you let some of these other brands start creeping up there yeah. and get in that college football. What comes next? Oh, we better expand this joker. We better yep. expand this joker yep. so we can yep. get them brands back in there. So, look, this, this is beautiful, guys. I don't know what the hell it means for Clemson, but I know what it means for everybody else. It's a land of opportunity. Let's ride. Bryce, Teddy. Dude, I don't want to follow up. I just – I just want you to keep teeing up Clint with questions, and I just want to hear this deep South, damn backwoods Arkansas accent come in here hot with some facts. Just facts. That's all it is. Facts, Bryce. Before we go into your take, and I know this is the this is the worst called timeout possible. I want to go into your interview with Devin Carter, superhero tonight. We're already on the game. Clint already set the table. And the table is a big old banquet table. He set the table. But now let's go into Bryce, your work with Devin Carter and his work taking out Clemson. Uh, welcome. Man, we have Devin Carter here, NC State receiver. Two tutties on the day. Um, and not to mention that we beat Clemson, the first top 10 team beat uh, at NC State in the last 10 years. Devin, man, you got to let me know how we feeling right now. We're feeling great, man. Feeling great. You got Okay, so real quick, real quick. I, I want to get to the locker room before the game, but just because it just happened, last play uh, to win the game, the play call, what was going on? You caught the game when it touched down, so, so walk me through what happened. So <clears throat> we knew we had to take a shot, and we had to win this game. We kept saying it the whole game. We had to win this game, win this game. So <clears throat> we're just going play by play, and we looked to the sideline, get the call, and – it's something we haven't repped all week in practice. So you said you hadn't or had? We had not. What? Was, yeah, he just caught it on the fly. So we looking around. We just like, okay, like <laughs> we believe in the call. Let's do it. And we did I love it. it. I love it. I love it, man. I love. I love the idea or the word rather belief. So so talk me through the locker room and just just going into practice week. You guys got Clemson coming to uh, to the house 
you know, on, on Saturday, what, what was the culture like in the locker room leading up to this game? Oh, it was, it was crazy. I, I could tell we was about to win this game because everybody believed in it. And coach kept saying it was our time and it's really our time. We did it. We got it done. I love it. I love it. Real quick, last question, man. What goes on at NC State when you guys get a big win? What's going on tonight? Man, we're probably going <laughs> to have some fun tonight and then come in tomorrow and look over it and get back to work. That's really it. I love it. I love it. Uh, act like you've been there before, right? Right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, man, we didn't want to take up too much time. We just had to get you on, man. Congratulations, Devin uh, Carter again, NC State receiver. Huge win. Go enjoy it. And then, like you said, get back to work and go do it again. I love yeah, it, man. Devin, congratulations, it. man. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, welcome. Man, we have Bryce Petty. Great talk with, with, with Tevin. I hope right now he's at a toga party followed up by a block party. I hope he's going <laughs> to an all-white party. I hope he's, oh, man, in Raleigh. Clint, in Raleigh now. In Raleigh. And all I you hear been. about is the big dog. All, that Clemson <laughs> shadow just goes all over. You you caught the winning touchdown. I hope. I hope he needs like I hope he needs two of his roommates helping him get back tomorrow morning in time to get into the building uh, to to, to hey, get back Big to George. Business. Let's talk real. Go Big ahead. George, if if you ain't got a badge, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> you can't tell me unless you got a badge. I'm I'm, I'm doing what the hell I want to do. <laughs> Hey, uh, for, and, and I feel this is a broadcast message. Clint Sterner's uh, thoughts and opinions are his own. They do not reflect the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, anyway, uh, so let's talk about the big picture because it all gonna, it's all going to come down to that. When we get to January, we have four spots. The ACC's out. You can take them out. We have four spots. The SEC champ will be there. The Big Ten champ will be there. Out west, out here, it rides on Oregon. Do they run the table or do they not run the table? Then are we talking about the SEC runner-up is really automatic. Is that where we're at? And I did I did skip over the Big 12. I did not forget them. Oklahoma <laughs> is that fighter right now. They're the dude in the bar in the in the bar. That's kind of caught some guys. They've closed their eyes and windmilled, knocked the guy out. Oh, good, he went down. That I feel like they are one real overhand right from from going to sleep themselves. Whether you factor in Oklahoma, Oregon, or the Big Ten champ, is the SEC runner-up an automatic in the field of four? Are they an automatic right now? The SEC runner-up. Man, hey, look, if they're interested in the best four teams in America, you know what I mean? If, if they're if it's if it's legitimately about the best four teams in America, then then yeah, I mean there there ain't there ain't no doubt about it. And and, and now if, if that guy, depending on how it falls, if if the loser of the SEC championship is not a, a, a you know, if, it, if that gives them two losses and two losses is too many then there might be another one out of the East that's only got one loss or another one out of the West that's only got one loss. So the, the um, it's not just the runner-up. It's the conversation is, is it two out of the SEC one way, shape, or form, right? I mean, mm. with, all these other, with all these other cats falling off left and right, it's got to be in the conversation. Bryce, does it really – are we really looking at Penn State from the Big Ten? We're still Ooh, in September. Them. Penn State – Oregon, Cincinnati, Oklahoma. You could boil the whole thing down. Are we really talking about Penn State, Oregon, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma versus whoever comes rumbling out of the SEC? One, two, could you talk about Bama and Georgia? I feel like they're both going to be in no matter how that yeah. shakes out. And what if yeah. Arkansas, all respect to you, Clint, what if they play Georgia close, they don't get it, and they run the table from there? Then what happens? A one-loss Georgia and a one-loss Arkansas team. Like, isn't this, again, doesn't this belong to the SEC? After we watch Clemson drop, after we watch Oklahoma drop, it's the SEC, and that cartel just reaches up and takes more. Is that where we are? 
I think I think it has to be right again to Clint's point. It's it is who the four best teams in the country are. Week in and week out, it goes through the Southeast, man. It just it just does in respects or 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 with respects to Penn State because I think they got the North locked up. So we're we're talking about who is going to be that fourth position, and it's going to be a dogfight because you have a couple of these either a one loss teams out of other divisions. Um, I don't think personally that there's anybody polished enough in the Big 12 to get out of there to, to put a stamp on a personality that says, hey, I, I belong in there. I deserve to be. If, if Even if OU continues to win these things, barely getting out of the ring, dude, you got you got SEC playing ball. You got you got guys up north playing ball. And then if Cincinnati goes into South Bend next week Come on. and beats and beats some dudes in, in the Irish, you know, who knows, man? Because again, to your point on the on, you know dogs on top, they barely got on top last year against Cincinnati in the Sugar Bowl. So there are things brewing in terms of who that last team is going to be. If all things work out, that's what they need to do. I think it's Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, and then there's a there's a race for four. Clint, you agree with that that lineup? Alabama, I Georgia, love, I- Penn State. I love. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that that I necessarily love the two out of the SEC. Just because, as much as I think it's the right thing to do, I think they'll 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 bend over they'll they'll bend over every which way except forward to 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 get to to get one only one SEC team in there. If you know what I mean, like they're they're going to do everything they can to keep that from happening. They may not be able to stop it, but um, I love Bryce. I love Penn State. That that damn. Mm-hmm. That game they that game they played against Auburn, man. I, I don't care what Auburn does from here on out. That was an old school. I mean, that was who that Shoot, they were crawling school. crawling out the oh, ring against man. Georgia Southern today. So yeah. I think I'm Penn okay State gave them all they could handle. Hey man, I, I'm just telling you, man. That that was it for me. That was one of them games. Like I'm gonna remember that one right there for Penn State down the stretch. Um, I love Penn State. I love Alabama. Um, I, I you know I, this. this I think the rest of the way, it's it's going to be an absolute dogfight. And there's definitely going to be one, if not two, SEC teams ch- you know, chomping at the bit right there at that four hole anyway, regardless of how it falls. So, um, Clint, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. SEC championship, right. Alabama, Georgia. Georgia beats Alabama. Okay. What happens? They're in. Georgia. No, it's Alabama. Well, yeah, what that, happens? that's where we're at. I, Right. That's where we're at. I mean, is is you you got it? You you can't tell me Alabama. Well, I mean, let me put let me take let me back up a little bit. I think Bill O'Brien at Alabama is is uh I think he's going to be a, a problem at Alabama versus the big boys, which we already see we already saw the offense stumble versus Florida. Um, but we'll, that's a different conversation. I know we're having that right now. So I, I don't know if if they lose one game and they've been vulnerable all year long after almost getting beat by Florida, and it's not the typical like just super dominant Alabama throughout the whole year, except for the SEC championship game that, that could change some things. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, Bryce. That's a, that's a good question, man. I just think that these guys are going to do everything they can to try to keep it from being two SEC teams. We hadn't even talked about Notre Dame in this mix guys. I know we talked mm-hmm. about them playing Cincinnati, but no, we hadn't talked about Notre Dame. We, we didn't talk, we didn't throw them in that whole Penn state and Notre Dame and, and Bama and Georgia and OU and all these like it'd be, I don't know, man. I don't know, Bryce. I don't know how they. I don't know how they get two in. I think it's the right thing to do. I just, I just don't know if it happens. So if they, if they, if Notre Dame gets past Cincinnati, say they barely get past Cincinnati, it's still a big win, number eighteen. But you're at home. Then they got Virginia Tech on the road. They got USC, who's USC's kind of being beat up right now. We got a coach leaving, new coach, interim coach coming in. Um, depending on what they do in the Pac-12, how they might take down Oregon, who knows. Um, you got UNC who just got beat tonight, 45-22 against Georgia Tech. Um, so they're out. And then you got Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech who just beat North Carolina, I guess, and then Stanford. So, again, is it polished enough? I mean, is there wax? Is there enough Is there enough shine on the car for, you know, because I think in terms, too, memory, memory and history repeats itself. I mean, I think people remember Notre Dame being all world, getting the brakes beat off of them by Clemson a couple of years ago in the playoff down here in Dallas. So uh, it's one of those things that, but to your point, it's a brand. It's a national brand. There's tickets. There's money. You hate it. <laughs> you hate to see it because I think that it, it is the, the four best teams need to be there. Hey, B. Hey, Bryce. They run that schedule. I don't care. I, I, look, I, I like I like the Clay Helton's out at USC, and so if you if Notre Dame beats USC, 
in that room behind them closed doors, they're going to be talking about, boy, I can't believe Notre Dame ran this table with USC on the schedule. Yep. They're going yep. to yeah. act. They're, it's USC. It's USC. They're going to they're gonna talk yep. about it. They're going to do everything they can to get them boys in. You better believe yep. it. And SC is a big brand. And if they beat SC, nobody's going to be talking about whether coach – no, man. They, they beat the big boys on the West Coast. They beat USC. They beat North Carolina. Remember when North Carolina was supposed to be a, a, a sleeper coming out when the season started? They had a Heisman yep. Trophy. Yep. Well, they, they beat them boys. I mean that if they run the if they run the table, Bryce on this schedule, Notre Dame's in that Joker. You believe that? Yeah. So let's let let's go to it. Let's go to it right now. Let's go buy a sell. And again, we got uh, a ton of feedback. We're getting a lot of comments, but we want your questions at home. We want your questions. We want you to be the killer at the tailgate, the salon back on campus. This that hit us with your questions right here at the field of twelve. Let's go to the buy or sell. Let's start with Notre Dame. Does Notre Dame have enough knockout power to get into the playoff. Clint, we're going to start with you. Buy or sell yep. Notre Dame having enough knockout power? I got I got the checkbook open, baby. I got the checkbook open. <laughs> nice, nice roller point feed. I write it. I write in a black ink on <laughs> roller that, point. That, that, that that's um, but that's a ballpoint, whatever the hell it's called. You know what I'm talking about, Bryce. See, Bryce, you Arkansas. <laughs> Bryce, you left Arkansas and went to Baylor. Now you don't know what no damn roller point is. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bryce, is your, checkbook, is your checkbook open as well, Bryce? Not no, but hell no. The bank is closed on Notre Dame. I just don't see it. One, I don't see them getting through that schedule. I know that might not have been the question is if they get through the schedule, is there enough? Um, but I just – I think that the, the, you know, pillow fights that they had at the beginning of the year – um, Florida State is uh, I think by the time they play these the the jokers down the, down the street I think it's just going to be that they're they're a basic it's a basic schedule so no I if yeah. I was voting I wouldn't vote them in Clint I agree with Bryce oddly enough because I agree with you earlier when you said Notre Dame was in a barroom brawl on the floor with Florida State who's been knocked out every single time they put their head out the front door. They've been knocked out, knocked out. And now we're going to look at Florida. I mean, Notre Dame for the stretch. I agree with you on the brand. I agree with you on a toss up Would college football and those who benefit most monetarily want Notre Dame in. Of course, but I do not see them making it. Let's go to the next one. Clint, I'm going to start with you on this one. Buy or sell. Oklahoma running the table and getting a spot. Who running the table? Uh, I'm gonna sell Oklahoma. 16 points, booing the quarterback. I ain't real sure the quarterback got got what it takes um, to 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 rebound from that in the way that they need to, in like a college football playoff way. I, I don't. I can't. I can't ride. I'm selling Oklahoma. Bryce, go ahead and put your chips in on Oklahoma, sir. No, 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 no. I'm going to go ahead and fold that. Yeah, I'm going to get to the next hand. going to go ahead and get to the next hand. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I don't know when it's coming. I keep thinking it's going to come this week. It's this week. It's this week. It will eventually happen. And what's interesting about Oklahoma and the Big 12, where you were talking about the five families, it was it was one, two. It was Oklahoma, Iowa State as a lock, which one was going to which one was going to come out fire to win the Big 12. I think there's some teams that are kind of creeping up there now. I think you got, um, again, my boys in Waco, Baylor kind of getting up in, up in that yeah. world. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State looked really good against Kansas State tonight. Kind of caught them off guard. Um, so I think there's a couple teams in that mix now. It's, it's going to happen, so I'm selling OU. All right. Bryce, I'm going to stay with you on this one. Buy or sell an undefeated Cincinnati, and that's a big assumption that they take care of business next week in Notre Dame. That's a big assumption. But they win at Notre Dame. Buy or sell an undefeated Cincinnati getting a vaunted spot in the playoffs this year. Based on everything that that I have seen so far, they love that four spot being one of those guys. They, they, they love to kind of throw in that mix. So I think that if they do what they need to do, uh, or do in South Bend, I think that there is a chance that this momentum starts to roll. There's some national presence there. Um, Ray Finkel, or uh, a.k.a. Luke Finkel, um, up there is is that that kind of guy, and I think that knocking down Notre Dame and that brand gets them there. So I'm buying that one if they run the table. 
Okay, so Clint, we, we got Bryce's money. That's the house. Now I'm going to come to you, Clint. Now watch this, Clint. Watch this. Penn State runs the table in the Big Ten. Oregon runs the table out west. Georgia is Georgia. And the Roman army is the Roman army. Say those things play themselves out. Same question I just gave you to to Bryce. (laughs) An undefeated Cincinnati. Beating Notre Dame, beating Indiana, beating Memphis and Navy and Army and Air Force and all the rest of the teams they got to go through. Do they have enough to jump up and make a case? Put us in. Can they get in on this? Oh, they can make a case. Yeah. And probably one that all three of us would buy. I mean, probably without a lot of convincing. But but I don't think they get in. I don't, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, Notre Dame is the only win they'd have, unless you want to call call Indiana a, a big win, maybe. But Notre Dame's really the only big. You you see it. Central Florida's not who they who they who they usually are. I guess Gus is still young there. We don't know exactly what they're going to be, but I don't think they're as powerful as they once was. That win wouldn't be as sexy as it once would have been. I mean, who else on that schedule are they going to beat that you can you can stand on the table in that in that meeting room or in that in that committee room and say they're one of the best four teams in the country? I, Bryce. I mean, let me ask you this to the point that he just talked about to the point that he just talked about you're telling me that if cincinnati goes into south bend beats a number 12 notre dame team and then runs a table you're telling me that that schedule stacks up against an oregon team that the only team that they have in the pac-12 that is remotely close to getting a girl at the bar is ucla and they're number 24 and we've all seen what you know okay ucla beat lsu very nice but do they have enough clout in that conference out west to say, hey, man, Cincinnati is already number eight. They knocked off Indiana, who was pre-ranked, and now they just knocked out uh, Notre Dame. If I might, Clint, if I might, and I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah, man, my, my, my man's eyebrows are ready to rock and roll. He's got some things loaded. Hey, I'm about out of battery. Y'all don't tell y'all, y'all, dang, I'm about out of battery. Y'all better hurry up. So, 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 Clint, <laughs> real quick, if we stay back down there in, in the biker, in the biker gang neighborhood of the SEC, Bama, Georgia, the third ranked SEC team is probably going to come from the West. And you're probably talking about Arkansas and LSU. If they have one loss, if the third best SEC team has one loss, or what if they have a two-loss SEC team and that team lost to Georgia and Bama, can they turn around and tell the committee, we lost to two of Khaleesi's three Dragons, and you know we're better than Cincinnati, or does an autumn, the Cincinnati get that and undefeated? Does an undefeated mean the same thing, you know, no. No. across the – no, I don't, guys. I mean, we look. We, we may sit around and think that. I, I, I'm talking. I'm telling you what I think the committee will do. I mean, is that the question? That, yeah. That right. I mean, that's, I mean, I, Bryce, I agree with you. Look, I, I, I hate that UCF didn't get an opportunity. I hate that. That I mean, I hate that a group of five team has yet to get an opportunity when they've deserved. They hadn't even had serious consideration, to be honest with you. So, I, look, I, I, I hope that Cincinnati does. But, but I, I'm telling you what I think, which obviously isn't very highly of the committee. Like I think they get behind them closed doors, and I, and I think it's a bunch of folks that that for one reason or another are motivated to make certain to make a stronger case for certain teams. And if that brand is stronger and, and draws more attention, they're going to put that brand in. Cincinnati going undefeated ain't enough. I mean, it's just it, they, there's got to be something more than that. And I don't know if a week four win versus Notre Dame and then a bunch of cakes the rest of the way. I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that's enough for those guys. I can agree with you. We can all three watch the game and go, I don't give a damn if they're playing division three ball. They're one of the best teams in the country, period. We can all do that. They don't have the ability to do that. They don't do that. They never do that. Man. Well, on that note, on that note, chin up, Cincinnati. We're going for you. (laughs) Run the table, honestly. Oh, wait. Oh, that's the wrong. Still in Ohio. Chin up, Cincinnati. Uh, Desmond Ritter, do your thing. Coach, do your thing. We're going for you. Uh, again, another big shout-out tonight to Brian Kelly, all-time winning as coach at Notre Dame. That hasn't been said in 80-something years since Newt Rockney's been there. 
the lead uh, for Clint Sterner and the knockout champs tonight, uh, Arkansas Razorbacks for Bryce Petty. Up and coming Baylor Bears, mm. they're back. Here comes trending towards Redfield. Follow us, the Field of Twelve, uh, on Twitter after dark college football. You can follow Clint on all your SEC news. You can follow Bryce and their show uh, on all your Big Twelve news. And till next week when we see you after the next primetime game, Clint, go ahead, Clint. Hey. Follow all of us. Hell, ain't nobody knows the game like a bunch of old quarterbacks do. Hell, let me just, just make sure you follow all of us <laughs> and tune in. Anytime you see this stuff going on, tune your ass in, get your drink, and let's talk about tune it. Tune in. Tune in. Get your Damn. drink and let's talk about it. Woo pig. You Woo heard pig. what Come he on. said. Come on, he man. heard what he said. He said what he said. George Whitfield, <laughs> 12, out.